Craft Beer Radio, episode 141 for July 2nd, 2009! Is that what you're going with? I'm going with that. All right. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio, where you can experience the thrill of being a designated driver anytime, anyplace. I'm Greg Weiss. And I'm Jeff Bear. And <laughs> okay, I'm done with that. <laughs> you already had some to drink, if you can tell. And we are starting, we are doing our second Australian show. Uh, Jeff Everest, listener from Brisbane, Australia, came to Pittsburgh in the, the while ago, winter-ish time, maybe early spring. And brought us some beers, and we did an Australian show way back when, and we were going to follow it up with a second Australian show. But uh, it's been a couple months, and here it is. Here it is. The first beer we're going to do is the Red Angus Pilsner. Red Angus Pilsner. Now, this is from the William Bull Brewery in Australia. It's a German Pilsner, 4.8% alcohol by volume. Very, uh, it's a straw color. Very clear, very clear. <laughs> Good no thing water the water glass was yeah. empty. Yeah, it says pure grain-fed beer. So you know how like you have grain-fed cattle. This right. means this is an all-grain beer. That's that's a fun way of saying it. You know, a fun way of saying no adjuncts. Not much information available. Just marketing speak on the websites, but it is. Uh, Ba- judging by the websites, the fact that it has multiple websites is probably something that you know they're pushing a lot. They're pushing mm-hmm. pretty hard. Uh, so I would expect it, you'd be able to find this. Uh, it says five malted grains. Most places you would go. Three classic hops and a slow fermentation. Well, lagers are typically a slower fermentation. Yeah, I mean, that's what they were saying. Just in fancy speak. I like the smell in this. It's got a lot of grain to it. It doesn't have a huge amount of DMS, which you're going to get with most lagers, but it is a little bit there. But yeah. It, doesn't it have has a, huge a little bit of sweetness to it, yeah. where instead of that sulfuriness in the aroma. But I can definitely smell, you know, sort of a, 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 a weedy, um, barley-ish, you know, just mm-hmm. like when you have a whole bunch of wet barley in your hands, that kind of smell. Worty? Is worty what you're thinking of? No, worty's more malty in my... Okay. When I think about it. Pilsner Worty? <laughs> Maybe. I haven't really had a Pilsner Wort. Um, hmm. Okay, so it's got, in terms of flavor, you know, it, it does sort of, I think, go towards the more German style. The Bavarian tends to be a bit more hop forward. Hop, you know, big hops. And this is, the hops are there, um, but this, this there's a malty... Bohemian is what you're thinking of. Yeah, okay. Like a Czech style pilsner. Yeah. It's a little more malty, not as dry. Right, but it's got, it's got some good flavor there. The, the, and it's really, actually, as I keep drinking it, I, I'm really enjoying the balance, mm-hmm. the hop and malt balance there. It's nice and delicate. I mean, there's sweetness there, but it, it's thin body, dry... I can see, you know, those hot ninety-five degree. Oh yeah, summer. Well, that's balanced. Summer just, days. I mean, that really is balanced. Summer days in January, back down in Australia, almost just right. It's just like it is. It, it gives it, you know, because what you want is you want the the bitterness to kind of counteract the maltiness, so it does. So neither becomes a major player, and they both kind right. of intermingle. This does uh, it almost perfectly. 
It's really, really well done. Uh, it, 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 there's a little bit of lingering bitterness on, on the outside parts of your mouth, and there's a little bit of lingering maltiness on the on the middle of your mouth and in your tongue. It works pretty well. I would prefer it be a little bit drier. The sweetness and the maltiness is starting to build on my tongue. It's not bad. It just if I was preferring, I'd prefer if I had the choice, I'd get something a little bit drier than this. Something that leaves my palate a little bit cleaner after each sip. Maybe it's 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 a little bit um, yeah. So it's a little not as crisp as a pilsner could be. I guess you could say. Right, right. So if I was looking for something super crisp and refreshing after I cut the grass, this wouldn't be my first pilsner. Now, if I was pairing this with some kind of food, I think this is well suited with. Excuse me. This is more well suited with something. I'm not sure what yet, but. Salmon. <laughs> mm. um, salmon might be too fatty for this. Maybe. But there's a, there's a fair amount of it's multi like tilapia or something like there's that. There's a fair amount of multi and sweetness there. That's why I wanted a little more ballsy fish than tilapia. I thought it. I thought it would be more suited to fish with a little more flavor than your average white fish. Orange roughy. Red snapper. I don't know the difference between any of those. So you could be right. Maybe salmon's too much, but definitely I think it's a needs a bigger fish than tilapia. Yeah, tilapia is kind of a blank slate. Mm-hmm. It's, it's got good texture, but not a lot of flavor to it. It'd work well with uh, you know your standard fish sandwich, which is cod. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, cod fried fish sandwiches would be good with that. There you go. Sourdough roll. Mm-hmm. Oh, lettuce and tomato. Hold the tomato. No, never hold the tomato. I have a deficient gene that doesn't allow me to enjoy tomatoes. That's weird. You like pizza. I don't like raw tomatoes. You cook them and put them in salsa, they're fine. Or I mean, don't even have to cook them. You put them in salsa, mix them with lime juice and salt, they're fine. You stew them, they're fine. Raw, icky. It's a delicious berry, my friend. Tomatoes are probably my favorite fruit. So that was a nice pilsner. I really did like the the flavor on that one. If you're looking for a German style, I think it really went, goes well. Uh, Bohemian style. This is a German style. Oh no, I think it's too too malty for a German style. Well, German styles are or a lot drier. Think Prima Pils when you think German style. Okay, all right. So this is Bohemian style. Pilsner or Quell is closer to this beer. Okay, so this is. We're doing a whole bunch of beers now from Mountain Goat. Mountain Goat is uh, in, well, Australia. Don't really have any much more information than that right now. Uh, the if, first one we're drinking is their Hightail Ale. Mountain Goat is an independent Melbourne microbrewery. He's only the finest available ingredients. Handcraft, excellent natural beer. And the Hightail Ale is a bottle-conditioned English-style real ale. Burnt amber in color. It has rich malt body and floral hop aroma. Enjoy! Dave and Cam. Goatbeer.com.au 4.5% alcohol by volume. Bottled but not tamed. I like that. I like that um, slogan. It's good. Oh, this must be an Australian thing. Beer, product of Australia. Approximately 1.2 standard drinks. They, they'd say that on the website, too. 
So a standard drink must be a certain volume of a certain alcohol by volume. Probably. Uh, and we are splitting a bottle, so we are having... 0.6 standard drinks. Yes. And there's a little bit left in the bottle, so 0.5. Half a standard drink to you, sir. Goodbye, mate. That was horrible, by the way. <laughs> it was supposed to be horrible. <laughs> this is a very uh, aggressive... And um, harsh hop in the aroma, wouldn't you say? I guess. They uh, they call this on their website an English-style real ale. Right. But it is an American West Coast. Hop the hell out of it with something nasty. I mean, when I say nasty, I say, mean it in the most lovingly way possible. But it is a harsh hop. I mean, it's almost catty. It, it's muddy it's it's sewer drain it, it, it's a harsh hop sulfury you getting that a little it it's it's got a sharpness to it it's definitely sharp i don't know how to go as far as say sewer drain um if it's caddy it's barely caddy see i think it's it's, it's pretty bright from I, what I'm i think smelling. it's definitely drainy can I smell yours? Just make sure that like the bottle wasn't pouring two different beers. Smell mine. Very different. Yeah, give it a good smell. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, mine is sewer and Greg's is malty. That bottle conditioned real ale. Sedimentified. You know, it's a fair amount of yeast in the bottom. You wouldn't expect like the hops to all be in like the first half of the bottle. And you don't typically shake a beer up to, <laughs> to, to mix it, so. I get some of that sulfury hops, the sewer drain, in mm-hmm. the flavor, but not as much. It, it's a lot more mild, so I'll just have to keep from smelling the beer. It's my glass. And there's a lot of hops sort of on the edge of the flavor, but in the middle, it, it's a pretty malty beer. Mm-hmm. Um the hops te- have kind of a, uh, a a twang to them, so they they have a little bit of um, I wouldn't call it sour so much as just kind of a, 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 <laughs> a standard drink is apparently four percent alcohol by volume and twelve ounces, or three hundred thirty mils. This one's four point five. Us in our weird imperial system. It feels like the hops are kind of bright and on the outside and like trying to attack the center maltiness, but the maltiness is holding it off. If you think of a, the maltiness is kind of in, in a circle in the mm-hmm. middle, like a wagon train, right? And the hops are on the outside, yeah. the Indians trying to get that's themselves a good, in. That's a good analogy. I agree with that. We avoid all preservatives, additives, and filtration to ensure... To ensure maximum flavor, F-L-A-V-O-U-R, look for the yeast in the bottom of the bottle, exclamation point. <laughs> look, can you see him? I can see it. Oh there my you God, go, you sir. Holy wow. crap. It's like an amusement park in a bottle. Bottle, but not tamed. Interesting. Um, at 4.5, relatively sessionable, not... Not something that's going to be, you know, an extreme flavor bomb, but that's good for a, a beer like this. You know, it, it 
the flavors are taming as I'm drinking more. Have you tried Stone Levitation yet? No, I haven't. Just came into the market. It's Stone's Session Beer. 4.4% alcohol by volume. Bitter son of a gun. Really? It's good. Interesting. So check that out. You'll find it just about everywhere. Mad Max uh, on, was it Tuesday? Had the release Monday or Tuesday, so every Mad Max has it on tap right now. Check it out. used to only be available in the San Diego area. It was their local distributed one. They started branching out. It hit Philly back in the spring and then hit Pittsburgh just this week. I see. Well, back to the high tail ale from Mountain Goat. This is it, There's a slight bit of aqueousness here that actually makes it a, 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 a nice kind of refresher. And I think this would go well with something spicy. Uh, say nachos or you know hot wings or something like that. Yeah, nacho cheese, pickled jalapenos. Yeah, I can see it. This is the Hightail Ale from Mountain Goat Beer. Okay. Our next beer comes from Mountain Goat again. the The next uh, three beers will be all Mountain Goat beers. We kind of didn't plan the Australian show exactly as well. Look at that. We got a little kind of. Oh wow! <laughs> stuff. There's like poo coming out of the bottle. <laughs> There's like yeasty stuff up on the cap because it's not filtered, right? right. But it looks like poo, and it had a, a long way to travel, and it probably it sat upside down for a while, right. and then a very long airplane flight. So this is their pale ale. Doesn't smell like poo, so that's good. Let me try to clean out the neck of the bottle a little bit. They say, unlike Hightail Ale, this beer is best enjoyed ice cold. Uh-oh. <laughs> this beer has been sitting for a while. So. Doesn't it? Look at that. There is a lot. Jeff wiped out the inside of the bottle, and it's. Looks like Vegemite. Yes, it does look like Vegemite. That, that's a good uh, comparison. So it, it, it's kind of a, a darkish. It, it's brownish, but it's not like blackish brown. So it's not. Well, you could mistake it for poo, I guess, if you <laughs> if you were so inclined. I get to see lots of poo these days. So. The the yeast extract, the Vegemite types, there's really not much aroma to it. Well, that's what Vegemite is, right? It's it's yeah, yeast, yeast extract. extract. Well, uh, combined mar- with like, marmite is yeast extract. Vegemite is vegetable. Something. It's like carrot and yeah. stuff like that other stuff combined to it. Okay, so 4.5% alcohol by volume in this one. English Pale Ale, according to Beer Advocate. English Pale Ale. Of course, with a big head on this one. Lots of carbonation there. When I popped the cap, it went like a strong hiss on it. So there was a fair amount of pressure in the bottle. The color is... Uh, we didn't mention the color of the last one, which was more of a brownish color. This is uh, towards the gold. Look how clear yours is compared to mine. Wow. You got a lot of yeast in yours. Yeah. Um, mine, yeah, mine is, is almost completely clear. It's uh, not quite, but almost clear. Mine's really cloudy. Very cloudy. So much so much of it changed the color. I mean, Jeff's is, is orangey. Yeah, orangey, and mine is still more towards the straw. yours real quick. Just Absolutely. See. We're not afraid of cooties here until we get swine flu, and then it's going to be a hole. That's, oh, mine's a lot, you know, the yeast makes it more muddy, more washed out. Yours is, has a bit of a, it's a malty beer. It's not as hoppy as even some of the more mild pale ales that I'm used to. Yeah, this one is is a pretty big malter, but the hoppiness is there in, to 
somewhat balanced and to pull back the malt a little bit. But um, and, and and the hoppiness kind of lingers a bit too. So now, what's interesting is you know look at how big the bubbles are here. Yeah, well, these are big bubbles. Another thing that's interesting is your beer is warmer than my beer. It's in the same bottle. It, it tastes warmer. It feels warmer. It's warm. It's not temperature. It's not a taste. <laughs> it's the coldest tasting beer on earth. It 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 feels in my mouth. My touch receptors in my mouth feels warmer than, than my beer does. Those are some ridiculously large bubbles on your beer. And mine is mine are really small. Look. Yeah. I mean, it's they're crazy not like Australians putting two different beers in the same bottle. They're not like, you know, the size of Manhattan bubbles, but they're they're just compared to the bubbles you normally see on a beer. Or the bubbles I have. They're about ten times as big. I'm gonna have to pour these beers <laughs> like instead of doing half in yours, half in mine. I'm gonna like, have to like, do like a touch in yours, a touch yeah. in mine, a touch in yours, a touch in mine. You may have to. These are like soap suds more in terms of the bubbles they're on, huge. on mine, and on yours they're, they're like the size of like Dippin' Dots. <laughs> people aren't gonna know what that is. Most people aren't gonna know what that is. People will know what Dippin' Dots are. I'd say th- th- there's bubbles here that are about a millimeter or a millimeter and a half big. Look, look at those ones right there. Turn your glass around. They're like, wow, those are even even bigger. Yeah. Those are close to centimeter. Yeah. Dippin' dots. That's that's crazy. So mine with the yeast. It's supposed to be aerated. That's the only way you can get that, right? I mean, if you. I don't know, man. Mine with the yeast is not as crisp as Greg's. And it. it, While it's. Sure, you can have a sip of mine. While it's not. A Belgian beer. For some, I'm getting this Belgian type mouthfeel from the beer, like this this yeasty, thicker. Makes sense. You got yeast in there. Yeah, maltiness. It's it just reminds me of. Yeah, the, the yeast muddies it up definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I would recommend that you. Um, I, my guess is all these mountain goats are uh, bottle conditioned, so I'd recommend that we carefully decant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we will for the next two. Now that I jump back to Greg's, the clear version of this beer, I do get a tiniest bit of hops in there. You know, it's a pale ale, Mountain Goat pale ale. Expect, you know, even for the unhoppy versions of this, you still get a noticeable amount of hops. And, you know, researching my, or going back through my my beer library in my head, this is one of the least hoppy pale ales I've had. Tastes hoppy enough to me, Jeff. Okay. Greg disagrees. Motion is filed. Yours tastes hoppier than this one. Really? Mine. Actually, it does. Sm- it smells hoppier too. It smells. This one has more malty flavor, and that one tastes hoppier. How does Mango put two different beers in the same bottle? I don't know, but that's impressive. That's an impressive feat. They should market that. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're bottled but not tamed. That's it. Exactly. They can't control what happens because they haven't tamed it. That's a great excuse. <laughs> the pa- this pale ale has won numerous silver and bronze medals over the last eight years at the Australian International Be- Beer Awards. Now, Australian International. <laughs> don't don't question it, man. <laughs> okay. Don't question it. Just... Uh, 
I'm just saying. Well, maybe it's hosted by Australia. Right. But it's open to everybody. That's that, that would be you know, the way that works. Unless, but if it's something like... I don't know. Uni- the old When Universal started, the company started, it was called Universal International. And if you're Universal, aren't you, by definition, international? <laughs> Different scopes, my friend. Different scopes. Universal Universal relates to the scope of what they provide in international is the scope of where they provide it. Thinking too hard. You brought it up. I did bring it up. I did bring it up. Got me there. Our penultimate beer is the India Pale Ale from Mountain Goat. This is 5% alcohol by volume. And it's Australia's first 100% certified organic beer. They hop it with New Zealand Pacific Gem Hops. Their organic logo is a lot cooler than the United States organic logo. It kind of looks like um, a Nautilus with, with a tree growing out of it. If you're very literal, I, I see like an onion or uh, uh, a little tomato with a tree. Seven Nautilus. I mean, how many people like grow organic Nautiluses in Australia? I don't think very many. I don't know. Uh, Ooh, so it's man, got they love the stinky hops in this. Beer. Malted German Pilsner and light Munich malts. And I, I forgot New the Zealand pour. Pacific Gem hops. I forgot to split the pour again. So mine's cloudier. It's not too Here, bad. Let's, let's do this. We are Jeff is mixing the beers together, so we have more or less the same thing. Right. Stinky right. hops again. Sulfury. This is definitely a more sulfury hop. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've never. I don't know if I've ever had New Zealand Pacific Gem hops. That's interesting. Gem Pacific Gem. No, if you ask me, New Zealand hops. It, it's it's the Nelson Savant, which is um, kind well, of. They say. I understand. I'm saying the only New Zealand hop that I have had that I know of and know of is the the uh, Nelson Savant. This is a seasonal beer they do just through the warmer months. I'm surprised they're putting such stinky hops in their beer. It just... Maybe they don't want to be like the Americans and put in something citrusy, but this is so aggressive. It takes a lot more... A smaller audience would appreciate this. Do you taste it yet? No. Does it taste wonderful? Good taste. It works. It does work. A lot better than the aroma. The aroma is scary. Mm-hmm. But the flavor is um, caramel apple. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of some kind of greens. Um, leaf lettuce or something. Caramel apple. I wouldn't go as far as broccoli, but I was thinking maybe like, even broccoli like, popped in my head, but I don't think I want to go that far. Even a little beet or radish in there or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. um, something on, on the periphery there. Um, a, a, a nice big floral hoppiness coming from this hop. Mm-hmm. Uh, the aroma isn't that great, like just said, but the, the flavor coming from it is, is pretty good. Um, well, the aroma... If people were IPA fiends and have tried tons of IPAs, they're used, like, they've had this stinky, sour, not sour, sulfury aroma before. But for you pour beer blind and you smell a beer, you, you don't really expect to smell 
this dark, dank, earthy aroma in an IPA. Expect something more floral and citrusy. Once again, this is another organic beer that is changing my idea of what organic beers can be because, you know, when you think of organic beers here in the U.S., the first thing that comes to mind is Wolliver. And Wolliver, I've always found their beers to be light, uh, light mouthfeel, really pretty watery. Wolliver has a new brewer, apparently. And I think they fixed some of their beers. So we need to look into that and possibly try them again. It may be worth trying again. But other organic beers I've tried, like from Yale River, have been fantastic. And this one is another organic beer that really has a full mouthfeel. It has everything going for it. Aside from the aroma. This beer is 1.4 standard drinks. 1.4 standard drinks. Which relates to 5% alcohol by volume. That was 4%. This one's 5 Yes, but... Standard drink, standard is, drink four. is four, yeah. The the rest of the information is what Greg already talked about. It's uh, generously hopped with a minimal impact to the environment. And then, you know, flown on an airplane all the way to Pennsylvania. Right. <laughs> That's true. It kind of <laughs> kind of throws away all that uh all that effort they put in for this one bottle to be flown. You weren't supposed to drink this beer 2,500 miles from the product, from the brewery. But you know what? It works. If you're in Australia, if you either are visiting Australia or you live in Australia or Melbourne, New yeah. Zealand, uh, I imagine you could probably get this in New Zealand. Yeah, I like it. I really do. Stout time. Okay, our last beer. Surefoot Stout. That's a nice name, how it plays off the goat theme. You know, goats, mountain goats are mm-hmm. sure-footed. This is 1.4 standard drinks as well. Four Australian and imported malts plus some flaked barley for good measure. And English golden hops for bittering. Soft burnt characters derived from crystal and roasted malts. Thanks for supporting independent microbrewed beer. You're welcome. That's well, thank we um, that's, that's why. Jeff. Thank Jeff, because Jeff's the one who gave us this stuff. Five uh, percent alcohol by volume. One point four standard. We should start using this standard drinks thing. I like it. One point four standard <laughs> drinks. Uh, My Premier- car gets sixteen rods to the hogshead, and I likes it that way. <laughs> one. It said this won the premier trophy for best Victorian beer at the two thousand four and two thousand six. Australian International Beer Awards, and won the gold medal. Best Victorian beer? Yeah. I like their styles. And won the gold medal at the 2002-2006 Australian International Beer Awards, plus trophy for best in class. wonder what won the best Grecian beer. <laughs> or classical beer. Best Chinese beer, you know, best Asian beer, best... Uh... Talking about big bubbles, look at that bubble that's... Oh, it just popped. There's like this thing birthing out of my phone, like this bubble that was like five-eighths of an inch in diameter. This one's dark. Yeah, it's dark. We're drinking these out of snifters because we have snifters for the video shows. And because there's no corners, I'm not getting any highlights at all on this one. Big heads on these. Big heads. Three fingers. Ooh, licorice. Chocolate. A little bit of acetone. Acetone is um, nail polish remover. Nail polish remover. It's right. a, it's a high alcohol. It's a little bit hot and, and um, thin in the aroma. It's uh, kind of sweet, but not sweet in a good way. 
lemony. I'm not smelling that so much as that, but I'm smelling a lot of sweetness in it. I'm smelling licorice. I see. I'm getting mostly acetone and the feel of the carbon dioxide in my nose. You know, it's yes, pointed, that I'm getting. It's, it's been pointed out you can't smell carbon dioxide unless you're a fruit fly, but uh, you definitely get this feel in your nose of when you breathe in a lot of carbon dioxide, and this one has that. Think of how much we are ruining the environment by opening these beers. <laughs> Do we need carbon credits for craft beer radio? <laughs> I'm, I'm getting a little bit of coffee or no chocolate, like Baker's chocolate now. All right, let's go for a sip. Honestly, there's not too much of a difference between chocolate and coffee. I mean, flavor wise, you eat flavor profile wise. I mean, they're both beans. They're both roasted. I need to get that acetone out there. It's ruining the flavor for me. It's this, it's this kind of hot alcohol. It's kind of You're right. plasticky. You're it's... right. This won a lot of awards. I wonder if that if this is well, an artifact. We've had this in the fridge. I've kept it in the fridge the entire time, so it shouldn't. I've kept it in the fridge the entire time to try to keep it from changing and getting old. But this one tastes old. And it's too bad because behind the plastic, there's hints of something that's really good. Yeah, this isn't real nice chocolatey. Like I said, that chocolate coffee barrier is right there. A little bit of coffee. Um, some licorice flavors going on. Uh, you know, anise licorice, that sort of flavor. So, Jeff, the next time you go, next time you come to Pittsburgh, bring me some more Shorefoot Stout, and I'll drink it right away because <laughs> I, I am I am tempted that this beer could be good, but this bottle's not. No, it's not terrible. It's not it's undrinkable. It's really not that good for me. I'm not. I'm not going to finish this one. Your choice. Your funeral, man. Just let the listeners know that I think this bottle's off enough that I'm not going to force it down. They say on the website it's the ideal winter warmer. So that was our Australian Part Two show. It's time to rank. Get some ranking on. <laughs> You would say this beer was ranking. <laughs> no, just rank. <laughs> For me, the uh, my favorite beer of the night was the High TLL from Mountain Goat. Not much else to say about it. I just enjoyed the, the, the hoppiness, the, the, the amber. It's, I think I call it an amber. The, the maltiness to it. The nice combination. I think it fits as, as an amber, yes. The uh, Red Angus Pilsner will be number two. I would prefer something a little drier, but it was a, technically a, a good beer, a nice, clean beer. And it held up well for how long that it's been in the fridge. It tastes pretty fresh. India Pale Ale from Mountain Goat number three. Pale Ale from Mountain Goat number four. And then the Shorefoot Stout last, because it was quite off. But I think the Shorefoot Stout had the potential to be the best beer of the night if it was good in shape. I can't argue with you. I agree with you 100%. That's exactly the same ranking I would have. All right. Awesome. Hightail Ale number one, Pilsner number two, India Pale Ale number three, Mountain Goat Pale Ale number four, Mountain Goat Shorefoot Stout. Unfortunately, number five, not Hard Luck Loser so much as Ruined Beer Loser. Yeah. And it, the, if it was fresh, it would be better. Were you able to taste the good points of this beer? Yes, absolutely. Where would you put it if you think it was optimal? It might, I I don't think it'd be first. I think it might be third. Actually, I think okay. it 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 depends. I mean, it, it depends on how how well these flavors have come together outside of the acetone. I mean, to me, the acetone isn't that bad, but it's definitely worse than all the other beers because mm-hmm. of it. But you know, if that was gone, 
I don't know. It, it may fit in third. It may fit in first for me. But okay, I was just curious because I think it had hints of being the best beer of the night. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to episode one hundred and forty-one of Craft Beer Radio. Uh, tune into the post show if you want to hear us talk about strawberries versus barley. I'm sure other fun and interesting things. Hopefully, uh, we'll offend someone again. Well, I, I think we're going to have to talk about Ed's response about our our religion bashing that we apparently did last show that that I don't remember talking about at all. <laughs> Good thing I don't have to drive home. Thank you for listening to Craft Beer Radio. If you have questions or comments, you can email us at beer at craftbeerradio.com. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. The opening and closing music is Last Hurrah, the band The Lights Out. You can listen to more of their music at their website, thelightsout.com. Some people get a longer fuse. Some people's shoulders are big enough for the abuse. They never say what you can't hear But when they go, they're gone for good Now it's no use I like to fart It makes noises and it smells That'll be the after the music thing for this show.